Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Very Nice Podcast. I'm Yoni. What is up, guys? <laughs> I am Manny. Uh, I was going to say, let's keep you a mystery for the new listeners. But anyways, we are back with another episode. Vibin', schmoozin', you know how to be. Um, I was going to bring on a guest, but we're going to have to delay him till next week. He's my very funny Persian uh, Jewish friend from Great Neck. He's quite the character. He wants to talk about Great Neck because everyone from Great Neck, all they care about is Great Neck. And you know, everyone else it's just is funny. Like, what is that? Exactly. The only reason I know is because my mom's from there. So if you didn't know that, Vera, my mom's from Great Neck, Long Island, but she's actually not Persian. So she uh, is in the minority. But um, yeah, no, it's very funny. Like, I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous episode, but all the Persian friends I have here, they refer to Great Neck as the Holy Land, which no, they do not. Most people say, you know, think of Jerusalem, right? Like, I am actually from the Holy Land. I was born there. <laughs> So like I get a text and like yeah I'm going back to the Holy Land for the weekend and then they're like parentheses great neck. <laughs> it's just so funny they're like they're in a little bubble. He actually wants to talk about that. Um, yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, well, that's yeah. a good preview for next week's episode. So definitely, definitely. So Manny, how how's it been? Just came back from the gym, pumping the iron. It's been good, man. Um, it's weird. Because I feel like I just got to college and there's like two, basically I have two weeks until I Thanksgiving know. break. Then I have a week after and then it's finals and then it's all new classes. And Let's like go. Start over again. Dude, I know. Um, I'm so excited that Thanksgiving is like so close. Like it's fast approaching. Like honestly, the days go by like really fast here. Like I don't know if it's because I'm constantly busy or like that's probably it, but and like just like walking everywhere like i don't know it's just like I mean, weeks yeah. go by quickly like you're the only time yeah you're always busy right like i'm either napping which i count as being busy i mean you're doing something exactly i'm always but, doing something i mean that reminds me i literally just crashed in the hillel in the in the hillel i'd be like i just took a nap on the on the couch <laughs> for like an hour did you like go there and you were like davening and you were like, uh... no, I was, I literally like went there with the intention of <laughs> taking a nap because I know they have couches. Like I, I read over my notes before the next class I had. And then I'm like, okay, nap before. And then I woke up, went to the dining hall. Cause there's a dining hall in Hillel that's kosher too. So I was like, it was, it was nice. Delicious meatballs and pasta and garlic bread. Delicious meal. I got to go there more often. But and then I just took a snooze and then I woke up and my friend was like right there. I'm like, the fuck? Like I woke up to him just sitting next to me. He he came and comforted you. I know. I was like, hello there. Um wait, Yoni, you went over your notes for class because you had a test, or you just review your notes before you go to class? Well, we have a discussion, so I want to remind myself what I read for the week. And then so then I know what I'm talking about in class because they grade participation. So no, not a test, but you know. It's interesting. We have two different methods. Both seem effective. You do that. What I do is I just have my computer open in class and then the teacher asks something 
and I just find my notes in the middle of class. Command and then F. I, yeah, I command F it. And then I just basically say to the teacher exactly what they said to us. And then he's like, oh, wow, wow, we wow. This kid is, uh, knows what he's talking. <laughs> You're like reading off the computer. No, I mean, um, I also have my computer open with the notes, but there's just a lot of them. So I just like to read over to refresh. At the same time, though, it's based off reading that we do outside of class. So it's not like my teacher told us. So it's like my own stuff. Hmm. But what was I going to say? So, yeah, I crashed at the hello. Um, no, but yeah, I think the days and they just like I just like I have to get a weekly COVID test. You probably do, too. And yeah, I like like I have to show a green badge showing that like I'm cleared for the week. And I'm I, like today was just like overdue. And I was like, no fucking way. I, t- I got a test like three days ago, but it must have been, it had been a week. Oh, my God. Like what the fuck? Time is just you don't even like have time to like keep up with the outside world. I don't know. I, I know. know. I'm like, where does all your time go? I just <laughs> it goes to a lot of different things, none of which are things that I had done before when I was home. Like I used to keep up a lot more with current events and like read my own books, but now I just read for class. College is so fun. But honestly, I have it nice because like one, I'm doing well in class Two, my classes aren't too hard, except for my one like upper level class. And then three. That, that That's really it. But I just know people like flunking college like I'm like, I'm it's cons- like hard, but it's not that hard. <laughs> Your face is like, come on. <laughs> but um, no, like I'm concerned because the business school does have like BU's known for grade deflation so it does hurt your grades but it's like dude the average is like a d on the test and like people like got like th- i have a friend who got like 30 percent on a test i'm like dude you're gonna flunk the course like you're gonna have to repeat it like i've heard so many people looking to transfer what <laughs> i'm like oh damn bro it's well, crazy because it like- also comes to the fact that like bu has ed and so i've noticed this it's a struggle in a lot of ed kids like kids who like just weren't prepared for the rigor like you went to a very good private school that like prepared you for college that's probably why you're like chilling like other people didn't and i'm just like that's tough (laughs) it's very true like some people have work and they're like shocked that or they have reading and they're shocked that i always do my reading right like i don't even take like good notes or anything but like when i say they're shocked they're like what you (laughs) red <laughs> they look terrified it looks like not everyone someone. but like <laughs> no yeah i know like even some of my friends which is like teach their own but like for example i'd say you and i probably would be dissatisfied with with bees you know like i yeah. not like oh my god it's the end of the world because we're both practical people but uh yeah you know we strive we strive to excel but like other people sounds from what you're saying they're just trying not to flunk out which is not where i feel like i am which makes me feel a bit better yeah. actually i mean i hope they don't flunk i hope they stay with it but i know it's tough yeah man i mean college can like be not it for some people i don't know it's a lot but anyways back to a lighter note i think we're going to talk about something in depth that we've learned in each of our classes so we're looking at a more not as much a personal experience episode, but a more intellectual outside world 
knowledge episode and not about Chinese sex toys. So this is. Never <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you actually did learn that fact in like a college course. Did right? I? Yeah, you said it was no, from I just... a UCLA class from the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not one here. Just not one here. Yeah, not here, not here. That's you know, crazy. I actually randomly told someone that fact. Basically, I was, me and a few of my friends were like talking to some people in our hall. And one of the girls in our hall, uh, she was adopted uh, by an American family, but she's from China. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I so I like, she was talking about it and that like fact randomly came to me and I just kind of blurted it out. I was like, you know, China's a booming sex doll industry. And I was like, what? <laughs> Did she know? Was she aware? She was not surprised. She's like, oh yeah. I go back to China and all the guys are horny. <laughs> she did like, not say that. It's just like, that's tough. For, is it, is it a shortage? And I mean, like I was confused because of the one child policy, what there's not enough like women to mate with men in terms of like getting significantly more men than there are. Uh, oh yeah. Because people also like, cause I remember like, I don't know if it's modern day, but like back then, didn't they like, if they had a daughter, they were like, they like threw her out on the street. Because I like, preferred men, or is that like another culture? That's like, right. Yeah. So because I think that probably has led to that. <laughs> I mean, there's like some really messed up stuff, like stories of people killing their children, but more yeah. commonly, they'll like give them up for adoption so they can have another and stuff like that. That makes sense. Yeah. So they play themselves on that one. Cause like, didn't they realize that like, how did how did you give birth to your son through a woman? They didn't think that one through, but <laughs> or maybe they did because they want to control the population. I guess, yeah, I guess they wanted to lesser it. Anyways, yeah. yeah anyways, tell me. Let's talk about the world, man. What are you learning, Mister Worldwide? I am from Kazakhstan. Anyways, what was I gonna say? Okay, yeah. So I'm taking. Uh, this is actually gonna come from my writing seminar class, even though I take a history class on the Middle East, which also also has some interesting content, but. In my writing class, we this is actually going to connect back to an earlier episode where we talked about the Panopticon, which you taught me about originally. It's actually been like a whole topic we've been talking about in class. So my writing seminar is called Prisons in the Modern Imagination. So we talk about like the modern prison system. And so we read a lot of like theories on shit. And we read a lot of, uh, we watch like some movies, like the Shawshank Redemption we watched at the beginning of the year, which is my favorite movie. So I was like, this is dope. But then we also watched this um, really interesting short film called Two Distant Strangers. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it won the Academy Award for Best Short Film. So it's like, you know, it's awarded. And it's on Netflix, actually. And it's about this, it's about this black guy who essentially leaves his apartment to go back to his dog. And a police officer stops him and like confronts him and they get in a scuffle and the police officer kills him. And then he wakes back up in the apartment that he started that last morning in. And he's basically stuck in a time loop. And he was in a girl's apartment because he was, you know, doing the sex at time. But every time he left the apartment to go back to his apartment, the cop was always there. And like each time he tried something different to try to like not get killed by the cop. And then he just kept getting killed by the cop. And he's basically like in this time loop. And it was like pretty intense. Wow. Very graphic. But it what was, was immoral. I mean, like one, it obviously touched on like police brutality at the end. I like read a lot of people's names and stuff, like a bunch that oh, people have heard in right, the news. Right. 
so it's like on that but we kind of also analyzed it just for like um like theoretic like theories that we saw exhibited in the film which is kind of what my essay is on but so we read the we read michelle foucault who actually like he didn't come up with the panopticon model but he references it in his paper and basically what he said he's like a philosopher from the 20th century he was like the panopticon model is not just like a model that's like a prison model it's like used in all of society right the same idea of the panopticon is really used in all of society like the reason we don't do things is because of the potential like the possibility of authority seeing us even if they're not really there so it's just very interesting and um, and also like how it causes people to be more disciplined. So I kind of sa- said like how you kind of see that throughout the film because each time he's like much, he's like the first time he was kind of like, like cop, like what the fuck? Like you're stopping me for no reason. Like get the fuck out. Like, what do you stop me for? But then he like tries to be more and more polite. And then he tries to reason with the cop. And like, it obviously still doesn't work. Cause at the end of the movie, the cop like literally like outlines like his racial intentions behind killing him. Um, but no, yeah, it was just interesting. I don't know. It's just cool to learn about like theories like that. I never thought of it as like, it's also just interesting to learn about the prison system. I know. And it's also like, I feel like in high school, everything you learn about is extremely tangible. So just learning about like different yeah. philosophy on the world is just kind of like, whoa, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's more like, um, it's not like as straightforward to the point. Like you can kind of just like, yeah, depict things as you will and like use different terms and like kind of just yeah i don't know so i don't know my writing seminar is really cool but um sounds great yeah what about you what's some you know before i go i just want to ask how do we live in a panopticon oh good question so basically if you think about it the same model used in prisons is really used in like schools and other places like like think about it this way when you like you're much less likely to jaywalk if you see a car a cop car like near you even though everyone jaywalks right so it's like it's just that presence of authority the potential of like observation is what causes you to be like self-surveillance like use like basically it, it cuts it cuts the work out for the government they don't have to like watch over every single person individually because they are disciplining themselves because they know that potentially the cops are around or like people are watching and that sort of stuff and it also comes with technology like like cameras everywhere which is another thing i talk touch on like yeah i feel like it's so much harder to commit a crime (laughs) right because like the panopticon is almost like i don't if you really want to get into it and just to remind anyone listening who doesn't know what a panopticon is it is essentially just like a design for a prison where one guard has a tower in the middle and he can watch over basically an octagon like full of prisoners so one guard in theory could guard an entire jail because none of the prisoners know if they're being watched by the one guard um but when i learned about it in my english class senior year we talked about how not only are the prisoners being watched but the guard is being watched because at any moment basically the idea of an of a panopticon prison is that it's open to the public so at any moment any person could walk in and see what the guard is doing 
so so then that's a greater metaphor for like even the watchers being watched kind of like how the people watch the government yeah like the watchdogs like the press the freedom of the press oh my god that reminds me there's we started the journalism unit in our my communication class and she's just like the most like my new journalism professor is just like so dramatic like long pauses like slowly talking like acting as if the fate of the universe is on the line because today was like introducing like the importance of journalism like i get it (laughs) look look i get it i was on my high school newspaper i get the spiel i'm anti-fake news as well ma'am don't worry but like let's take it down a notch okay (laughs) it was just like i don't know like if you had to recreate it I don't know. <laughs> it was just like like really slow and like talking like this and journalism and because of this journalism who did this inspiring work, we were able to take down the blah 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 and the this and that. I thought it was like a politician speech. That's that's great. Like so you were like, had oh the, the Obama voice, she'd be Obama. Obama's yeah. got a great voice. Yeah, she didn't have as good of a voice as Obama. So wasn't as enjoyable. Obama's unmatched, except Morgan Freeman. Facts. Facts. I love him in Shawshank. He's the narrator in Shawshank, too. Maybe that's yeah. why the movie's so good. And Neil deGrasse Tyson's got a great voice as well. Oh, yeah. All right, well, Yoni, I'm about to hit you with a crazy idea that I've been thinking about, okay? And, okay, so in my modern Europe class uh we focus on like three main things it's like climate the idea of like uh citizenship and the idea of basically civilization like what is civilization Uh, and it seems broad we started during the french revolution right now we were kind of we today we had a lecture on the holocaust extremely sad obviously um but it wasn't so much focused on like how the holocaust was carried out it was more focused on like how did it happen like how was it allowed to happen you know like yeah um and basically since the end of our last unit which went all the way up through world war one we've been learning about the idea of like the new man because the big thing about europe is it's constantly trying to define itself and try to say how civilized it is and how great it is yeah no and no, go ahead. No, because in relation to that, I'm studying the. Uh, it's called my class is called Americans in the Middle East. So it's really about like Western intervention in the Middle East, and you see that constantly, not from just America, but like European powers, like the French and the British who colonize uh, the Middle East uh, b- between World War One and World War Two, and had a bunch of influence before, and they like portray these narratives of like the Orientalists of like just like this like. Uh, this portrayal of like orientalism is like barbaric more backward so that it actually helps them define themselves so they can use it to like be the opposite of you know right right and and they did the same thing before world war one in terms of like colonialism because they Mm -hmm. had all these reasons for why they were colonialists oh we're going to civilize these people and you know a lot goes into that but that's like the generic idea but then World War One happens, and you see that behind all of this like bravado and language, 
like Europe is super barbaric. Like millions of people die, you know, it's like, it's brutal. And you're kind of like, what? So after World War I ends, there's once again, this new idea of the new man, because clearly how they were doing it wasn't working. And I say new man very intentionally because European society really only cared about men, but that's a whole other thing. Um, or maybe just European history only cares about men. Could be either or. Um, but we focus on a few different like places that tried different things. So you have the Soviet Union and their version of the new man, right? And you have Germany and their version of the new man. And then you have France and their version of the new man. And the thing that I was, I've realized, because obviously they all came up with all these different concepts. France like deviated the least. Um, Germany believed in like hierarchy and that like the strongest should, you know, control things, you know, and then the Soviet Union was the workers. Um, But you realize that humans love to try to define themselves and society it's hard to articulate my my apologies but at the end of the day like what happened world war ii the holocaust you know millions of people died in the soviet union from starvation so it's like we can try to define ourselves in all these amazing ways but at the end of the day like are people just inherently barbaric yoni honestly yeah i'd be pretty savage some days (laughs) absolute savage (laughs) right no but um I think you could look at it as honestly, like mm-hmm. you could even say that it's really like they're this that like Europe has the same barbarity as any other nation in the world or region, but they just had better infrastructure and more advanced technology in terms of like right. being more efficient and killing. And I actually read a really crazy paper today. Um, and it was somebody writing about colonialism, but after World War II, and they were like, Europe had had been committing, and it did make this comparison like loosely, but Europe had been committing Holocaust for like decades. You know, like what they were doing in Africa, like they were destroying societies, putting in their own stuff. And they claimed it was for all these reasons, but really they were just trying to like take power, make money, you know, further themselves. The reason the Holocaust was such a big deal is it was the first time that they decided to do it to their own people. Was you were like yeah that's a good point that's a good point um what was i gonna say no that that whole like the the true intentions of um european intervention in places is really exposed after world war ii because at that point they're not really they're kind of done colonizing or they're colonizing in a different manner than what they used to and it's more about power and influence but what was i gonna say oh yeah just speaking on this what really got me thinking is about power and people just trying to get as much like nations trying to get as much of it as possible is now we're we're studying the middle east during the cold war era we started like the 1800 so we've made good progress we're finally into the interesting stuff no offense to the ottoman empire period very but, fair <laughs> but so it's really about like really like america was not involved like believe it or not america was really not involved in the middle east until like after world war ii which is like pretty recent if we think about so like and that's really only because of the Cold War. And it was because they wanted to like have, it was basically like the domino theory to like stop communism. Because if you think about it, <clears throat> the Soviet Union like shares a border with like 
these middle eastern countries and like they can like and like middle eastern countries were getting their independence so you had these new leaders rise up who were like socialist friendly like they were they were nationalizing the nation nationalizing industry so they saw it as like oh they're very susceptible to communist influence and like there were like arab communist parties so like the americans were like very much influential like trying to like set up monarchies and like conservative authoritarian leaderships instead of like socialist democratic um nations so is crazy that's why like saudi arabia is still a monarchy jordan so those Iran, are con- right iran's very interesting they did institute an authoritarian and then it the people knew like really resented that and then they basically took him down and put uh the radical guy who's there today which is yeah. why they hate america. america exactly but so that they did it and then it backfired but <clears throat> so like saudi arabia and jordan are like successful examples of them doing that but what's so ironic is the way they combated communism is by promoting like organizations like the muslim brotherhood which now like we're like enemies with like these like islamic groups that like promoted religion and like conservative values especially like um on women that's why like saudi arabia is like definitely one of the more conservative countries and that's also like they were like supporting like jihad groups like america was like during that time period just to stop the influence of communism and to stop the russians and it's so ironic because today those are the exact same groups that we're like fighting today like the american makes like, you wonder were we on the right side of the cold war well, guys a cold war wouldn't have happened if we just also became communists then we'd all be buddies moscow moscow dude i mean this is very, Russia had... it's like it's 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 insane how much we cared about stopping communism that has led us to like this like that's haunted us till today when the soviet union's long gone well, I mean, think, think about in why reality, they just weren't strong. We like overestimated their abilities because they were. Yeah, like, but it was, but it was also like the reason we cared so much about stopping communism was because the only real enemy to communism was like elitists, and and the people who control like America are elitists. Yeah, they're like, so they're like the money is exactly man. Yeah. So you didn't just, think you don't think uh, communism was that strong ever? I thought it was pretty strong for a minute there. In terms of influence, yes, because there were a lot of communist parties around. But the Soviet Union itself as a superpower didn't have nearly as many resources as the, as the United States. Like, I learned this in my class. Like, like America was going to win the Cold War. like Just because we had more money, right? Exactly. More money, more power. Yeah, just, like, str- stronger economy because of the fact that, like, communism kind of spreads its resources thin among everyone. And you have people, like, in bread lines and shit. So, I mean you know and them trying to like help out countries to influence them in communism it's very interesting but uh yeah no it's a great class except that my teacher's like quite anti-israel but that's besides the point do they talk about it so like it is a part of our class it's not the entire thing like today we talked about egypt israel was brought up a few times but i so i read uh, a chapter of her textbook for this class i mean for the class um for the week and like half of it covered like the arab israel conflict and there was just like like throughout the book you could like see like word choice was like i don't know if it was intentional but it had an effect on the way it was portrayed oh it's always intentional so like specifically this is like one instance that i like literally highlighted 
and then I sent to her in an email and then like basically typed out like, yo, like this is like very um, misleading and such. And I have a problem with this. And she was polite about it. She's like, yeah, okay. But let me explain the situation. So it was basically, it was talking about the, the Munich Olympic games, like uh, mass. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So it was like, if you guys don't know, 12 Israeli Olympian athletes were kidnapped by a terrorist group called Black September. And they, I don't know if they were trying to get something out of it, but they ended up just, just attention. So then they basically, so then the German police was like, Oh no, let them go. And then they killed the hostages. Um, While the Olympics continued. Yeah. That was basically, I mean, like they kidnapped them and then killed them. So it was mainly just a killing, but I think they held on to them for like a bit. They had a bit of a standoff, but then they killed them anyways. In the, (laughs) in the textbook, it said, um, Palestinian activist group Black September kidnapped 11 Israeli athletes and got into a firefight with the German police that ended in all 11 Israeli athletes dying. And so there's several things wrong with this. One, calling it an activist group, because that gives it a positive connotation as if they're like protesting to like do something good, not in a violent manner. And second of all, it doesn't specifically explicitly mentioned that they they murdered them they're just saying they ended up dying in a firefight it sounds like they died in the crossfire as if the german police accidentally shot them so someone who knows no, nothing about the events clearly it portrays a certain narrative which is actually something ironically that we talk a lot about in the class like americans portraying a na- narratives about the <laughs> middle east when Classic. she's herself obviously portraying a certain narrative but in the end of the day everyone portrays a certain narrative about the events you know Right. So I was just like, I thought it was ironic, but yeah, that was, that, yeah, that was very, um, it is interesting though. Like, and it also said something about, oh no, they were trying to get, use the, the, um, the hostages to get prison prisoners out of jail. Um, Palestinian prisoners in Israel out of jail. And they like, they basically refused and then they killed them. And it was like, I don't know. It never mentioned that the, the people who were trying to get out of the jail were the people in that organization, which obviously were never labeled the terrorist organization, even though they were like identified as one by pretty much every government. So uh, it just left out a lot of details. I think it's I very realized, yeah. Um, on the topic, is obviously both sides have people who like refuse to hear any like the other side at all. You know, like very, very pro, like people who live in Israel and people who live in Palestine, most likely, or like those types of people, or people who have like direct ties, which is fair. Um, but most people who have these views, it doesn't really take that much to point out, like, but don't you see how like this side also is like valid? And they're like, okay, well, yes. And then it's like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And then the- it's because the narratives seem contradictory, but at the same time, they can also just form together because at the end of the day, narratives are built, like certain things are just left out to the point where like, if you just, it's like a puzzle piece, like you're missing one piece, you put it in then it's complete, you know, it's like, it's just like, obviously like history, there's so much to talk about. You can't include every single detail of every little thing that happened every day for in all countries, but like, you know, so yeah and especially in news articles that like are short and succinct like you see that a lot because you know word count (laughs) exactly exactly so i get it but um 
yeah man crazy world we live in yeah yeah so real anyways um yeah what was i gonna say oh i'm thinking of doing i'm thinking of doing a a stand-up open mic you think i could pull it off <laughs> 100% I think you could pull it off <laughs> like look I know like people especially here I've gotten so many compliments about the Instagram the short clips for people who watch the short clips and it gets a lot of people to listen to the full episodes but with that it's like people like we're playing off each other you know it's just hard to do it when it's just like yourself I guess I could just make fun of the crowd that's like you the best I can think of <laughs> yeah so next semester, I'm taking like some very intense courses. I have a writing course, math or a calculus course, like a high level econ course. And then I can take a gen ed. So should I just take a comedy art class? Yes, that sounds so fun. I wonder if there's, there's a stand-up club at BU. I'm probably going to join it next year when I have more time, but or next semester. Uh, but yeah, no, you should. That'd be fun. Okay, I think you should do it. But you have to tell me. Like, what are you going to talk about? I have some comedy notes. Should I just, should I spit some notes I have down? I just have like funny. Yeah, spit the notes. Yeah, let's get some comedy in here. It's been more of an intellectual episode. Okay, this is actually funny. My dad told me this one. This is just like a funny thing I wrote down. So apparently, so Facebook, you know how they changed their name to Meta? Which by the way, we should talk about. Because literally Black Mirror is happening as we speak. Like the concepts in it. I'm scared. But they changed their name to Meta, which like in Hebrew means dead woman. <laughs> it's just my dad thought my dad literally tells me the random the most random shit. It's just like you could have a whole bit right? about your dad. No, lit I literally have the notes here. I literally have a notes thing called comedy notes. Half of it is just shit my dad said or like told me about. <laughs> okay so i wonder if my dad's gonna get mad at this this is a quick one so my dad he goes to the bathroom for long periods of time for one reason or another i'm not gonna get into details but he brings so like he visited my my uncle his brother in new jersey uh like this past summer and so he <laughs> so he does this at my house which now that i think about it is weird but i just never thought it was weird because i've lived with him my whole life but he like brings coffee with him into the bathroom to drink while he does his business <laughs> and then so like his brother was my my uncle eight was like what the fuck what the fuck are you doing yossi <laughs> and yossi one time he brought in cookies <laughs> to, dip, <laughs> to dip in his milk or not his, his coffee <laughs> while in the bathroom I'm like yossi no wonder you're in the bathroom for so, so long <laughs> like it, it, see like this is funny stuff but like is it like is it you know what i'm saying like does it fit in a stand-up routine where you're like yeah so like my dad does this i don't know this is funny i guess i could fit it in i think it 100 percent does it's all about framing yeah like, you I also have to like delivery is also a big thing right but like if you kind of you're like my dad great guy like you you say something you do a little random story and it ends with something about dad you're speaking to dad's my dad great guy great guy you describe him describe some basic facts like one time i'm with my dad <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like that's the second fact you've told me about your dad when he goes to the bathroom <laughs> no i think i've definitely mentioned his bathroom adventures on another episode 
so um yeah no but there is also just like oh yeah so i don't know if i mentioned this on the podcast but my uh so my roommate's italian which i'm gonna have him on because he's really funny he's an acting major wait what is he italian his name is julian tortellini no his last name is tornelli but we call him tortellini but speaking of that speaking of making italian jokes chris pratt is the mario for the new mario movie <laughs> and it's like a live action one so like he's gonna be mario and apparently in an interview his hair. it's already red no but isn't mario's hair black? yeah you're right yeah mario's hair was like brown and his hat's red i was just i just thought his fucking his hat was his hair anyways <laughs> um god dude you don't understand you probably hear the ambulance this is constant there's like someone always is dying in Boston. I don't know why. Someone is already like always committing a crime when when there's cops. Someone is always dying. There's just dude because I'm fire. so close because I'm so close to South Central. You see police helicopters every single night. Like, are they filming like police chases or like like what are they filming? Because like, no, it's police are... helicopters. Oh, like they're just patrolling. I have no idea. Honestly, so it kind of gives me like a. 1984 What's vibes? No, like more like uh, occupation vibes. Like, just kind of like a work year. Yeah, vibes, no. You know? I got you. But, um, like, so anyways, so he's doing an interview for his movie, and they ask him if he's going to, like, speak like Mario, like in an, Ital- in an Italian voice, because he's not Italian, obviously. And he's like, no, I'm going to speak in a normal voice. <laughs> so, Everyone, so my my friend Julian tells me this, and he's like, "Cause like if you think about it, it's like, oh okay." But then you're like, "Wait a minute, is Italian not normal?" And he, and then my friend, and then my Julian, Julian was like, "Did I just get hate crimed?" <laughs> As an Italian, <laughs> look. To be fair, back in like uh, when they were immigrating, like to twenties, they actually were like discriminated against because they weren't like included in the white group back like when Listen. america was very nativist but i was like damn you're right now that I th- like that went over my head when he originally told me that i'm gonna speak normal <laughs> so, like i was thinking Not about Italian. it <laughs> i was thinking about it it makes sense why you can shit on certain groups because if they're like the privileged groups like it's like who cares which is fair it doesn't mean it's right like it's still not good to be like fuck men you know like yeah. it's not as it's in my opinion it's definitely not as bad as saying fuck women i do believe that because we live in a patriarchy but still like you shouldn't say it but because you can it's like sometimes you hear something and you're like wait a second <laughs> no i know what you're saying yeah i guess like, i kind of yeah i'm not that mad about that but i'm not like happy, happy. about that <laughs> yeah so like i haven't seen it in the news right because it's like you know like but like something's off about it. I totally know what you're saying. Right. Because Italians are like, like the spotlight in terms of like being discriminated right. against. It's like, like if you had a uh, like movies will get shit on if they have someone who's actually a very big thing is they'll have like non-Asians portray like the main character in an Asian movie. And yeah. Like, so that versus like having a non-Italian, but it's very different, obviously. But it's like it's the same idea, just different. Same but different. Same but different. Oh yeah, literally like 
this is all just Yossi stuff. I have another thing, but it uses the Jewish curse word, but like it's funny. We're it's Jews here. It's basically like I'm like, it's like, what's up with people saying it's 2021? You can't say that. Or it's 2021. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do that anymore. It's like, and I'm like, was I allowed to say in 2019? <laughs> Linda, like now I can't say because it's 2021. Like, what changed? The number of the year? I don't know. I just get annoyed by that sentence. Like, I know what they're saying, but like, you don't have to say, like, just say, like, you know, we've become more progressive as a society. <laughs> we've become more progressive as a society. Yeah, that sounds pretty you know what I was thinking about. Like, do you think we're ever going to experience like a massive war where like half of all of society has to go fight? That would suck, but like I could definitely, it's definitely possible. Like the fact that like it seems like there's so much, so many bad trends occurring, and like life, like our personal lives have relatively stayed normal and stable, and like, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but it feels like we're gonna hit a tipping point soon. You know, I don't know. I just feel like doom is inevitable. Is that? <laughs> I know. No, <laughs> like I agree, episode. dude. The UN. <laughs> The UN is a joke. The United States is a shit show. Okay. More and more countries are becoming authoritarian every year. Okay. That's true. Um, freaking, we got issues with Russia. We got issues with China. North Korea's nuclear weapons. The ice caps are melting. Just going I south. <laughs> this should have been in our last episode where we were talking about the scariest things. I think we touched on it a little bit, but like. You and I aren't living in the same city. You know what I'm saying? It's just like fucking ambulances are going off 24 seven for no fucking reason. Well, there is a reason, which is scary too. Yeah, man. I don't know. The weather here, shit. Gosh, my life's terrible. Wait, Compared what's to... the weather there? It's just like cold always and cloudy and. Yeah, it was pretty cool this morning. It was like 65 degrees. <laughs> I just knew. Now, gonna... I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I just knew it. Tomorrow the high is 51. Really. Yeah. That's our it's, gonna, it's gonna be sunny though. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Do you want to hear what mine is or no? Sure, just tomorrow though. Don't give me the run. Oh, <laughs> tomorrow's. What's your high? Fifty-one. Yeah. <laughs> our low is fifty-five, <laughs> which is cold. Uh, no, yeah, our high is seventy-seven. That's nice. That's like perfect temp. It's not like too hot. I prefer cold over hot, but like 70s is like ideal. Like if it was like Which 80s, is... I w- I'd rather have 50s than 80s. No, yeah, I'm going to get 70s like all winter long. That's nice. <laughs> That's um, nice. That at least the humidity makes it colder. <laughs> Did it really? No, the thing is like I'm still getting eczema. I'm like Am I like that weak? Am I that fragile? Like I'm literally, in, I'm not in Denver anymore. Like I'm not in the Mile High City. I'm getting eggs. I'm. I don't know. Like it just happened this, these last few days. I'm like concerned. Isn't like, it pronounced like, eczema? It does have a G, but it's egg eczema. That's what, no, it's just eczema. Eczema. <laughs> like sagma. No, no. Actually. I literally got that with my friend today. I was like in a classroom with him, and I was just writing on the chalkboard. I wrote sagma, and he's like. He literally, not ironically, was like, what's Sugma? And then I wrote out balls. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> and I was like, gotcha, ass fool. So, you know how I said I 
I'm taking one GE next semester. I was thinking about taking PP 101. What do you think? What does the PP stand for? PP in your mouth. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? <laughs> PP in your mouth. PP in your mouth. Um, no, I'll probably do Law 220. That's lame. Law sucks. Lob these nuts in your mouth. <laughs> Lo- what? Lob? Oh, like lob it up? That <laughs> like kind of works, I guess. What was I going to say? No, but um, do you have like a core curriculum at your school? Or like a gen, gen ed requirements? It, yes, but it depends on the actual school you're in, if that oh, makes sense. Nice. Yeah, fucking everyone in BU, no matter the school, there's a thing called the BU Hub. And it's like basically another fucking ambulance. Oh, there's an ambulance here too. (laughs) Oh my god. You know, that might be my sister. No, that's like Cambridge. There's different ambulance units, unless she's in Boston. My sister drives my sister drives um. Is oh my, EMT oh yeah because tufts like medical center is like in boston it's like really far from actual tufts yeah because so i've seen it here because i go downtown to boston i've got i've been a couple times yeah i was like oh manny sister school anyways that's cool but no you should um, hang out with her dude <laughs> she'd be like no not like that get out of here <laughs> but she'd no. be like yoni and i know we should would. That'd be fun. I need to go to Tufts. I haven't been there yet. I'm just so busy. Hopefully next semester. Someone else we know goes there too. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah, BU Hub. Yeah, and there's basically like different. There's like a list of different requirements, like each like covering like a core, like not value, but like concept. Like there's historical consciousness, and you need one unit of that. And there's like what critical thinking and quantitative and reasoning quantitative is like reasons like math classes and so you take these classes and like you try to take classes that get rid of like two or three requirements because there's actually so many i'm like how am i supposed to graduate when i have to do all this plus my major so it's like it's so fucking that's their goal they don't want you to graduate they want exactly you to they're like money. let's add more requirements so they take more classes so they spend more money towards us so yeah but so then um, we can offer more classes <laughs> No, they have like cool classes though. Like, there's this class on like Bob Dylan. There's literally a class on a sh- the Wired, like the show. I'm like, how do you spend a whole semester analyzing that? But I guess I don't know if they do it. It's pretty sick. But no, this um, so this Middle East class I'm taking that's super hard gets rid of three. That's why I signed up for it. And my academic advisor was like, don't take a 300 class as a freshman. And I was like, you know what? Three hub units though. Three hub units. <laughs> like, am am you're gonna have to- so much time. Once you're done pledging. Facts. Are you but, close? I don't know. Our friend Daniel, though, is officially a member. Yeah, of shout out Daniel, dude. ASU Pi. Congratulations, brother Osterly. <laughs> so um, very nice. Very nice. Um, he looked nice. Um, no, yeah. Feel happy for him. He did start earlier, though. So I kind of wish I my school started earlier. But... Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, any other words, Manny, before we wrap up? Any other say, insights? I just want to say, I don't believe in a lot. 
but I believe in you. But <laughs> I believe in valuing the ones you love. So I value you, Yoni. I value you too, Manny. And I believe in you. I believe in in Goblin. DJ Mind Goblin? (laughs) DJ Mind Goblin. I made a promo for that. Maybe I'll post it because I need to post a promo. But uh, anyways, with that, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. We are popping off on the Insta. We'd be posting hilarious clips. Everyone tells me they're hilarious. So big facts. So like if you're not doing it, then you're just not experiencing the hilariousness. So go do that. Mom, mom, Yoni's talking to you. I know you listen to all our episodes. Follow she doesn't follow Instagram. the. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she'll do that. Maybe she does. I don't know. She, I think she does, but there's that. Follow us on TikTok. I posted our first prank. I posted the MIT lecture video. So if you were wondering what the hell I was saying about that from last episode, check it out on our TikTok at Very Nice Podcast. Same with the Instagram. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the Patreon. We release exclusive episodes for our patrons, and it's totally worth it listening to more minutes of our voices. So, And you get a free mug included. It's very nice. Very nice. All right. See you guys later. Peace out, Peace. Gypsies.